Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. High Rake, when you can play daily fantasy baseball and pay half the rake on Fantasy Draft. Featuring half the rake GPP and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and the most flexible lineup structures in the game, Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They're also the only site to offer 6 of 7 PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Weekend Fantasy Update. When was the last time you saw Eli cornered by three defensive players and get out of it to make a throw? That's not something he does. Usually when he's surrounded like that, he just goes down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the one thing I do like about Eli is when it comes time to play in a big game, he plays big, and that's why he has the two championships. So, you know, he's got good and bad uh, Mm -hmm. both sides of the coin. He is definitely a Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to quarterback. Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. There's only one place to listen to the best fantasy advice, and that's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By downloading the FNTSY Radio Network app, you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket. You'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the Roto Experts. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yeah! Carton and Friends. Yeah, buddy. And so much more. You feel what I'm saying? Download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go. 
You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome once again to Fantasy Football Rewind. Crazy week four. Theater of unpredictability that is the NFL and fantasy football. But some predictability. Atlanta and Cincinnati turned out like we thought it would be. I'm Scott Engel, the managing director of RotoExperts.com. I am the king. I am fantasy. And as always, I am joined by the fantasy Taz. Ah, Jim Day here. And uh, Jim, we're going to get down to a, a lot of it today. But uh, you know, a lot more craziness. Uh, you know, Raiders and Browns was higher scoring than anybody thought it would be. And uh, the Giants and the Saints was lower scoring than anybody thought it would be. It was a crazy day in terms of high scoring, but, uh, you know, if you ran a giant stack in DFS, uh, you were disappointed. <laughs> you were disappointed. You were decimated. Um, you had, the, Mike and I were talking about this just off air just before the show started. and the, Mike the numbers it, yes. were so Yeah, Mike blew it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the numbers were so high in DFS today that the cutoff was 170 points. And, you know, that's a very high cutoff point. Uh, for 50-50 games, so uh, just a crazy week again. Yeah, before we get into that, though, let's let's check up on some of the injuries that uh, that we're following here from week four. And the biggest one is, you know, people always joke, and you never like to see anybody get hurt, that Tyler Eifert was good until he got hurt again. And uh, and he scored a touchdown today. He had over 80 yards receiving, but then a gruesome, gruesome injury. Uh, that he had to leave with an air cast on. He's going to have ankle surgery, and his season is already over. Well, we wish the best for Tyler Eifert, but uh, I guess you know if you need some tight end help, maybe pick up CJ Ozoma this week. Uh, it's so hard to tell which way that's going to go after that. Uh, Azuma seemed to be getting some of the early touches in, early in the season as Eifert was coming back on a pitch count and getting involved. And then we saw Eifert get really involved last week and looked like he was well on his way to being very involved this week until the ankle injury. So, yeah, it, it might very well be Azuma, but I don't know if you anybody you can count on on a week-to-week basis. Scott, did we lose you? Did you lose me? Okay. I'm not sure what's going. Okay. So, you know, lots of injuries. So I'm going to keep going while Scott is, uh, until Scott gets back. Um, I'm here. You know, Len- oh, okay. Go ahead, Scott. Fumble for just a, a little bit, but, you know, was able to recover. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was injured, came back to the game, and was ruled out in the second half with the hamstring injury. Uh, Frank Reich says, uh, says Hilton's status for Thursday night's game is probably not good. So, you know, look, uh, injuries always, you, you don't always know what's going to happen, you know, and of course we don't like to see this ha- this happen either. Uh, but now we already know what's going to happen for Thursday's game on the short week, it seems like. And, and uh, Andrew Luck totally uh, discovered a new wide receiver today. Yeah, came out of nowhere once again. You got to love these players that you know. You most people out there don't even know him. Heck, I didn't really know this guy or anything much about him. And he goes out there and has a, a solid game for them. And of course, we're talking about Zach Pascal. Uh, six catches, fifty-six yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, Zach Pascal was actually cut 
by another team uh, earlier in the season. But there's no track record there. It's not like you can trust it. Uh, you figure that Eric Ebron's going to be involved. Chester Rogers is probably going to be a dart throw on Thursday night to, to, to pick any Indianapolis wide receiver. No, it, it absolutely will be. It, it really will depend on who gets you know the most targets. But right now, I'm going to go with Chester Rogers looking at early numbers. He had 11 targets today, so I think that trend continues on Thursday night. But you know what? you you got to talk about um, how good Andrew Luck looked today. So we'll have to talk about that a little later. Lots of injuries today to, to get through before we do that. Yeah, I, I was talking about it on Fantasy Sports today this morning on Inside Injuries, you know, just – you know, how accurate they tend to be. We were talking about Leonard Fournette, and I, he said, Mike Blewett was saying, what do you do with Leonard Fournette? And I said, well, Inside Injuries is saying that, you know, that he'll play, and he may play well, but they're worried about him re-injuring himself. And he, he left again today with a hamstring injury. And Leonard Fournette's been very, very frustrating. He has a history of injuries dating back to college. I did not draft him on a single fantasy team. You know, he missed time during his rookie season, too. Leonard Fournette, uh, you know, dare I say, is uh, turning into the former Jaguar Fred Taylor. Well, eventually Fred Taylor got his act together and became a very good running back. Hopefully the same could be said for Fournette at some point. But, uh, yeah, Fournette is definitely right now a very risky play. And towards the very end of draft season, people were taking him at the end of the first round, and that's just looking really iffy at this point. Yeah, and uh, some other injuries. O.J. Howard actually left today with a knee injury. Rob Gronkowski uh, was able to play through an ankle injury, but we didn't get that much out of him before he had to leave the game again. And we know the history of Gronk and injuries. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something you have to be concerned about. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's tough. There's really nothing I could say about Gronk. Everybody knows I love Gronk and uh, hate to see him go down just because of what he can do when he's on the field. But he's definitely, uh, you always have high injury concerns when it comes to Gronk. Yeah, Geronimo uh, Allison was able to play. We got some decent numbers from him, but he had to leave with a concussion as the uh, as the Green Bay wide receiving crew just gets further depleted. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, Randall Cobb was inactive today. Uh, for the Seahawks, Chris Carson was a surprise inactive. And uh, you know, I popped Rashad Penny into one of my lineups over Alex Collins because I thought he would get the, get the start or a good chunk of the carries. But instead, Mike Davis started and got two touchdowns as uh, Carson was supposed to play. And then around 3 p.m. Eastern, we found out that he was out with an ankle injury. Yeah, this was a, a tough one for fantasy owners. I mean, nobody saw Mike Davis coming. Uh, you hate to see those big games by non-fantasy relevant players. You know, it gives you some waiver wire fodder to talk about for the next week. But it, it just you hurt seeing all those points being left on, you know, the waiver wire when it should be on fantasy teams. Yeah, it, it surprised even me. You know what I? You know, and you know how much I know it about surprised the you. Yeah, it but surprised you're the king. No, it surprised. How could anything surprise the king? I, I had no idea that Dave Davis was going to be that uh, Carson was going to be inactive. Uh, you know, I think they kept it pretty. I actually, what I read was is that after the warmups, they determined that he couldn't go, and CJ Procise, who was expected to be out, was actually able to play. And then I was more surprised that you saw a ton more Mike Davis than you thought Rashad saw Rashad Penny especially considering uh, Penny ran well when he got the ball and, you know, they, they had spent a first-round pick on this guy. 
Yeah, it's just not coming out the way you want. But, you know, again, this is the same guy that put on so much weight between the combine and, you know, the start of the season, which was a, a detriment. He didn't have a really good preseason. That hurt him. Uh, injuries hurt him. Carson was running good at the time. You know, all of these things combined have really come yeah. to hurt him. And then, you know, Mike Davis comes out of nowhere and looks like a stud running back. Yeah, scored two touchdowns and another big injury. Which may uh, which may turn turn the tide of uh, using de- using teams against the Seattle defense. Earl Thomas was carted off on the field yeah. with an air cast, and uh, Pete Carroll said he suffered a lower leg fracture and will go on IR. Just from a non uh, from a fantasy perspective, uh, and and from a betting perspective, you may see more overs, you know, involving the Seahawks. But with Earl Thomas. This was supposed to be his last year with Seattle. Maybe there was a contract dispute. The Seahawks were not intending him. And this is why Earl Thomas wanted to get paid in case something like this happened. Uh, The the Seahawks won't be able to get anything for him in a trade right now because, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see what what he's going to look like for next year. Uh, I don't know if either either side wanted it to play out in this way, but it, it is what it is. At this point, this is the official end of the Legion of Boom. Is its last member is uh, probably played his last game as a Seahawk. So it's it's definitely end of an era now. Yeah, not only that, he won't get the big contract like you were alluding to that he was hoping for. Even when he did go to a next team, you know, most likely next year he'll probably get signed to like a one-year prove-it contract to see if he can actually get all the way back. Yeah, you know, this is the second big injury that he suffered in the last four years. Uh, now, we talk about how Thursday night football, that you can't overreact. If you went against Jared Goff, uh, <laughs> that he scored over 39 points, you know, depending if you're splitting decimal points, and you say, oh, I'm behind, I'm going to lose. But, you know, then what if you rolled out Mitch Trubisky today, which was the, probably the most startling result of the week. Uh, Trubisky, who had only had six touchdown passes in seven games at home in his entire career, with the most startling fantasy day of the early season, 354 yards, uh, passing six touchdowns, two rushes for 53 yards, uh, showing his mobility as well as that Tampa Bay defense. I was, I was saying, I don't know if Trubisky can take advantage of this, and he, yeah, he has. Think, he, I'm he, pretty he, sure most of us thought that Scott. Same thing, you know, such a great matchup against his defense, but he hadn't shown anything to to date to even suggest he could come out and do this. You know, and the thing that kills me, he he completed 73% of his passes and also had 13.6 yards per attempt. So, you know, again, he was completing a high number of passes and they weren't just all checkdowns. He was going down the field. Yeah, this, uh, you know, this Tampa Bay defense has been awful. For Trubisky, honestly, it's been, it's been two, it's been one pretty good game, one spectacular game and one bad game. Uh, you know, if he's got a week off and then he goes to Seattle, he's got New England, he's got the Jets, he's got Buffalo, Detroit, uh, and then who knows, Minnesota defense is going to show up. So the, the schedule isn't scary the rest of the way. No, no, absolutely. You know, it's definitely playable for him. And, you know, we finally saw a little bit of what we thought this offense would give us, not maybe as – a bigger chunk as we got today, but something, you know, we saw things from this offense that we were all hoping we would see, uh, you know, Burton get involved, get that touchdown pass early. 
um, you know, definitely good positive signs for a fantasy uptick for these players, and that's a good thing. If you ran even Allen Robinson got in for the touchdown. That was a nice one. Yeah, yeah. Alvin Kamari, like if you ran a Saints stack, he's the one guy who really delivered. Uh, so you appreciate it more in, in uh, seasonal than anything today. Uh, another spectacular game. 19 carries, 134 yards, three rushing down, touchdowns, five carries for 47 yards. Uh, you know, he has is, he is scored, he has scored uh, 75 fantasy points in the last two weeks. He's got f- two 40-point games so far. But the question is with Kamara right now, uh, you know, how much does this get reduced next week with Mark Ingram coming back? You got to think they can't run this guy into the ground all season. Uh, you know, they have to get Ingram, you know, involved, uh, especially because they really don't have any other pieces in the passing game other than Michael Thomas. Uh, but at the same time, I wouldn't be selling high on Kamara because the value is still going to be incredibly high. Even if the touches go down, you know, this guy can make the most of every touch. Hey, look, he was very efficient last year on, you know, getting around 15 touches a game. Today he saw 24, a little bit more. I I expect those numbers to come back down to that 15 range once Mark Ingram is back on the field. But as we saw last year, and as you just alluded to, he's very efficient with those kind of touches and can turn that into fantasy success. Said we were going to talk about Andrew Luck. Well, let's do that. 464 passing yards, four touchdowns, and one interception, but it took 62 attempts to do it. Uh, Andrew Andrew Luck certainly taking advantage of the matchup against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. But uh, you know, I still feel like I don't know if I can trust him as an every week starter because he's not going to get this kind of volume going forward. Well, look, you know this this, this running game is non-existent. This defense, uh, you know, as Put up some decent games so far this year, but not today. Uh, got lit up by Houston. Uh, uh, and, you know, it's going to come down to that. If this defense is not keeping them in games, then it's going to come down to luck. I, I love the fact that he had to throw the ball this much, came out of the game unscathed. He was actually throwing the ball down the field uh, for the first time all year today. So, you know, all these things really do add up to good things for him in the future moving forward. But like you say, it's going to be hard to trust on an every week basis just because of the playmakers he has. And now with the loss of Hilton, uh, definitely going to be a lot harder for him at least Thursday night. Yeah, I'm going to have to see this more than once before I'm convinced. Uh, Golden Tate, uh, eight catches for 132 yards and two touchdowns, you know, playing through an injury. Uh, we've actually seen three touchdown receptions from Tate so far. You know, something that he's not known for. And I love the fact he caught all eight of his targets, too. You know, eight for 132. Nice day with those two touchdowns uh, against, you know, what we considered and we talked about, a tough Dallas secondary with some big cornerbacks. And, you know, he still gets out there and gets it done, uh, you know, each and every week. Yeah, actually, you know, the Dallas secondary is like they got the big cornerbacks on the outside. So, you know, going to Tate, going to Tate in the slot and over the middle made a heck of a lot of sense. DeAndre Hopkins with another outstanding game, 10 catches for 169 yards and a touchdown. He could have had a second touchdown. I I, I can't believe he actually dropped it. 
Yeah, absolutely. It looked like something that was right there for his taking. Uh, maybe he lost his concentration or focus for half a second. You know, you hate to see that, especially with a player like him. When you've been counting on big numbers from him all year, you would have liked to have seen that second touchdown in his numbers. All right, we've got lots more to talk about when we come back, including Ezekiel Elliott's uh, sudden progression as a receiver and also a rebound game for a struggling quarterback. All that and more coming up next here on the Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. Scott Engel and my friend uh, Jim Day here. And if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms, selects hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 80, 90% of the money. Uh, I guess they would win 90 if they're going to win 80. Uh, invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the props that you deserve. Go to mybookie.ag and the promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose your matchups using the props builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. Let's get back to uh, some of the best players of the week. Ezekiel Elliott, 25 carries for 152 yards. No shock against the league's worst run defense. But also four catches for 88 yards, including a beautiful over-the-shoulder catch, uh, in which he looked like a wide receiver, actually. Uh, you know, Are we suddenly going to see more of this because the Cowboys are so desperate for pass receivers and you know, this could boost Ezekiel Elliott to being, you know, right up there with, say, Gurley and Kamara is like the best pure running back in fantasy football if he's catching passes like this. Oh, absolutely. This is something, you know, they keep saying they're going to do, they're going to do. They finally did. Um, you know, they need it. They don't have playmakers in that wide receiver group. Cole Beasley is the best they got. And, you know, while he's a decent receiver, he's a number three on most teams, not a number one. Nobody else is stepping up. Nobody else is taking anything into this uh, as being the starter in this offense. So why not get him the ball? Get him the ball in space, even if it's short passes. You know, anything you can to get the ball in his hands. Because right now, he's the best playmaker you got. And 
the fact that they weren't doing it before was just ridiculous. Yeah, I would actually disagree and say Tavon Austin's probably the best wide receiver. That's still not saying anything favorable. Uh, Derek Carr in the overtime win against Cleveland, 437 passing yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, easily his best game of the year. Although uh, last week he did vote, go, go over 300, you know, well over 300 yards, but he only had two touchdown passes coming in. Is uh, you know, I, I feel like with Carr though, we've seen just so much inconsistency. It's like Andy Dalton, like that, you know, that I'm not going to get too excited about this. Well, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not going to really think this is going to be an every week thing from him either, but I am really surprised he was able to do this to a Cleveland defense that has played exceptionally well so far early in the season. Uh, You know, just did not expect this coming. But again, I also, I guess I didn't expect him to throw the ball 58 times. Yeah, you know, we were looking at really high volume for like a lot of these quarterbacks uh, this week. Nice rebound week for Deshaun Watson. Uh 29 of 42, 375 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, uh, six carries for 41 yards and a touchdown, but only two touchdown passes. Uh, you know, Watson's been very up and down. He's got Dallas next week, which is going to try to slow it down. So you know, I'm, I'm still a little skeptical on Watson. Well, we talked about this before. It should have been three touchdown passes with that Hopkins drop. So, you know, that number looks a lot bigger. Probably looking at 400 yards, probably looking at three touchdowns. All of a sudden, it doesn't look so bad. Yeah, but still, uh, you know, we've seen three disappointing performances and one good one. So, I'm still a little skeptical, Well, last skeptical, week, from a fantasy perspective, was not a disappointing game. He put up good fantasy points. Yeah, you know, he's pretty good against the Giants. I guess, you know, he's been over 20 the last three weeks. Uh, you know, well, he was almost 30 maybe last right. week. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe you're right. So, uh, you yeah, know, last week, uh, I, I don't know. I guess I'm confusing with how he's playing on the field with, you know, what the fantasy totals are. Yeah, I know. I, I do that a lot, that. too. I get you on that. Yeah. Now, the, the problem might be. points last week. The problem with him might be that, you know, with Fuller going down again, uh, it, it'd be interesting to see what we see out of him going forward next week, as Fuller definitely seems to be somebody that he highly targets and, and favors. Yeah, Kiki Kuti, the rookie, uh, really stepped up in his place. But uh, when they when they have time to prepare for him, when he's, you know, how can Kiki Kuti perform? You know, that will be uh, definitely something we got to watch. Uh, we saw the expected uh, ascension of Sony Michelle today. You know, the, looking like the first true feature back as a runner for the Patriots. It's Corey Dillon, twenty five carries, one hundred twelve yards, and a touchdown. Uh, James White was also involved with a touchdown run of his own, but only eight carries, but eight catches for 68 yards. This this New England backfield is looking clearly defined right now. Sony Michelle looking much better this week. Looks like Sony Michelle is going to be the runner, lead runner, and then you look at uh, then you look at James White. He'll still be involved, although uh, when Julian Edelman comes back, you know maybe his receptions get t- cut down a little bit. But he's still definitely going to be involved. You have one guy who's clearly the runner and the other guy who's a change of pace and a receiver. And, you know, they're both fantasy viable. Oh, absolutely. You know, when when you got James White, first of all, you got it done both on the ground and in the air today uh, with a touchdown both ways. So that's nice. You know, eight rushes, 44 yards in the touchdown and then eight catches for 68 yards on a touchdown. Plus, he had 10 touches, targets. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, you, you got to love the fact that he's getting 10 targets. You you know what? With the so many underperforming running backs, the ones catching the balls are the ones you should be targeting right now in any way, shape, or form that you can get them. Corey Davis. This is the game we were waiting for, and this one hit the over where I don't think any of us expected it. Uh, you know, Titans defense was playing er- well early, but Corey Davis finally having the type of game that everybody's talked about here. Nine carries. 161 yards and the game-winning touchdown. Uh, Marcus Mariota looked healthy. Uh, Corey Davis was was hitting jump balls, etc. And uh, you know, catching you know 50-50 balls. Uh, I think it's hard to to be skeptical of Corey Davis after this type of game because you know we've this is what we've been waiting for all along. Well, 15 targets is definitely a nice touch as well. You know, I, I I still want to see it one more time before I'm ready to buy into it completely. But you're right. This is the kind of game we what, need to see. What, you think it could be another Amari Cooper? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think this offense can be that another Oakland offense, in which case we're going to see good games and we're going to see bad games. Yeah, and I but, think uh, it very, very encouraging. I think what we expected all along. Uh, Jared Cook with another big day. You know, he's right now this guy's looking like he might be under the bayway of his best season uh, so far. He had a 27-point game in week one. Uh, it was about eight or nine points in week two. But, you know, that's a decent floor for a tight end when you look at some of them. And then eight catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, Jared Cook is really looking like a target that they're going to feed a lot. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 15 carries, 104 yards, seven catches for 55 yards, and a touchdown. People get too worried about game flow sometimes, and we're saying, oh, is he going to sit in the second half? You know, even if he did, you, you figured he got to that point uh, because of Melvin Gordon had played well. But, you know, the game flow was much more competitive than we expected in this San Francisco uh this San Francisco Chargers game, which San Francisco uh, won by two points, twenty-nine to twenty-seven, and uh, you know that that Chargers defense is going to be something we can continue to pick on without Joey Bosa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely hurts them a lot. Uh, they just can't seem to get. Yeah, plus they got a big stopped. loss on the defensive line as well, right? Corey yeah. Lajuja is out too. Lajuja, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, you know, it's it's a tough matchup all the way around for them. They're not really getting it done on both sides of the ball. You know, we've seen them start seasons like this before, but I do want to correct you because it was actually the Chargers that won 29-27, beat San Francisco. You said it was San Francisco with the win. Oh, okay. All right, he's editing me. All right, very nice. Okay, Tariq Cohen. (laughs) Tariq Cohen with finally the game that that we've hoped for. Uh, 13 carries for 53 yards, but seven catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. I was actually ter- cutting Tariq Cohen in uh, a league or two where I was just getting frustrated with this offense. Uh, and we we saw flashes from Tariq Cohen last year, and he was underutilized, but he's been very, very unreliable. He's, uh, he was he was dropped in 6.3% of leagues last week and was down to 60%. Uh, with Tariq Cohen, though, it's, it's going to be unpredictable uh, because, you know, we've seen some matchups, too, where we thought – you know, Seattle or Arizona where he might do well and he didn't. He has a bye. And it, it, then uh, then after that, he's he's got Miami, which has bad linebackers, New England. But this guy is totally unpredictable. 
Well, this whole offense has been totally unpredictable. Again, nobody saw this kind of game coming from them, uh, from Trubisky on down, it, it, and it starts with him. So if he's having a good game, then these other guys are going to have good games. The guy that suffered here, which didn't make any sense to me, was Jordan Howard, who just didn't see any touches, uh, especially when they got up big. You figure he comes in and cleans up, and they just kept riding Cohen and, and not giving anything to Howard. Nope. And uh... – you know, this backfield will continue to be predictable. Howard's been a big, big disappointment so far. Uh, Daily Roto today was very in on uh, Taylor Gabriel, who was like 3,600 on DraftKings. It was also friendly on FanDuel. And this is why you got to subscribe to Daily Roto. This is why you got to play where the winners play. You know, because I was running the lineup optimizer this morning, and uh, Taylor Gabriel was coming up often. And uh, Taylor Gabriel had seven catches for 104 yards and two touchdowns. There's not going to be any kind of a consistency here, but uh, I think my point is, though, you know, when you're looking for a punt play in daily, uh, look, it, it sounds like shameless self-promotion, but it is. But this lineup optimizer has worked. You know, it's it's produced seven millionaires on, on two sites. And you, if, if you weren't on Daily Roto, I just wonder if, if you were on Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, not only that, they also called Corey Davis. Uh, they like yeah. Corey Davis a lot this week. So, yeah, you know, hey, Drew Dinkmeyer, those guys, I mean, they do this because they win at it. <laughs> and they're good at it. So, I mean, absolutely, that Daily Roto, not only just the Daily Optimizer, but just the columns, uh, the the podcasts, everything that those guys put out, it, it will just make you better as a DFS player each and every week. Yeah, you know, it's, look, I'm not trying to you know, just do a commercial here. You know, we've, you know, I remember, I think it was 2013 when we identified Daily Roto as, as somebody who wanted to acquire it. You know, these are exactly the reasons why. Uh, Marcus Mariota with a nice bounce-back game today. Uh, 30 of 43, 344 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, uh, 10 rushes for 48 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we didn't even know how he was going to look because of the elbow injury, but then turns out he was looking pretty darn good. Uh, and then he's got Buffalo coming up next week. I guess he's got to at least be back on the radar as a QB, too. Oh, absolutely. After this game, this is what we needed to see from him, uh, uh, especially against a, a tough Philly defense. You know, he, he went out there, played a good game, uh, was strong in it all game, and, you know, looked like uh, he had a little zip left on that ball. They still say he doesn't have complete sensation in, in a couple of his fingers, which makes it hard for me to believe that he could throw the ball as well as he was throwing today, but he was out there doing it. You didn't need a sensation to be a sensation. How about that? All right, uh, Matt, <laughs> well, Ryan, Matt Ryan Matt Ryan, with another excellent game today. Uh, he's thrown eight touchdown passes in his last two games, 419 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 374 in the past week. And he's got Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and the Giants coming up on the schedule. Yeah, no, no doubt. But, look, uh, again, Giants lost today 1-3. But, again, their defense played pretty well except being able to stop Kamara late in the game. Uh, you know, up until halftime, they, they really shut down Drew Brees. They shut down Mike Thomas for all game. Uh, Drew Brees with no passing touchdown, something I could never have seen coming. So, you know, they're still playing well. But at the end of the game, I have to say, it definitely looked like they were starting to get tired because the offense just wasn't doing anything. Yeah, well, I didn't know that Matt Ryan uh, analysis was going to turn into uh, 
you know, you know, Giants recap, but I guess, you know, when you have Jim Day around, that's going to happen. But, you know, they are playing the Giants at in, in Atlanta, you know, on that on that fast turf, and you certainly like Matt Ryan even better at home. Uh, Naheem Hines today, uh, only four catches for 10 rushing yards, but five catches for 63 yards and two touchdowns. A, with the, with, with the injury to T.Y. Hilton, B, you know, the lack of proven receiving depth, although, you know, we see, did see a ton of attempts where they spread it out. You know, can Naheem Hines become this next Theo Riddick here because they don't have a running game and maybe they use him as the extension of the, of the running game by throwing to him? But I will say this, you know, if you're going to go on waivers, Robert Turbin's suspension is up and he's returned five and this team feels they can lean on him, you know, especially near the goal line. So, could it come may become maybe a combination of Turbin and Hines? It absolutely could. You're right. This team likes Turbin. They want to get him more involved. You know, coming off the suspension definitely is is a time. Look, they got nothing now. Marlon Mack has been injured consistently. Wilkins is doing nothing. Hines is doing pretty good, solid work in the receiving group. Uh, not going to be an every week play, but you know, a nice flex play as bye weeks come. Because, you know, Luck is still checking down to him quite often, as we saw that today. I mean, nine catches on 11 targets is a great day for anybody. Amari Cooper's talking about great days. Eight catches for 123 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. And, Jim, I think you have it figured out. Uh, just use Amari Cooper in even number of weeks. Week six yeah. against Seattle, you put him back in your lineup. Yeah, every other week just seems to be his thing right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still not a Amari Cooper fan, but I have to uh, lay claim to the fact that I told somebody to drop Cooper for Mike Williams today, and we know how I well backed that you up out. on it. Yeah, we know how well that worked out. Yeah, it's uh, Mike Williams was. I, I can't figure out the charges. today. <laughs> yeah, I can't. No. I can't figure out this offense. I just can't figure it out. Yeah, Julio Jones is Julio Jones. Nine catches for 173 yards, but he doesn't get in the end zone. It's you know, all the touchdowns they scored today, and again, he doesn't get in the end zone. So with Julio, it's just there's no other player in fantasy football like him. You can get these huge numbers in any given week, but he's not going to get in the end zone. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it, it, it It's almost like the, he just doesn't want to get there. You know, again, today, I, I think he got caught at, what, the five-yard line on a big play. You know, he yep. always seems to get taken down just before the end zone. I don't understand what's going on with him. It's almost like there's a barrier there for him. <laughs> we'll talk about a disappointing day for Odell Beckham, but Sterling Shepard did have 10 catches for 177 yards and a touchdown and caught, caught a balls on all 10 of his targets. Certainly took advantage of that matchup, although the Saints' defense played better than we thought they would. Yeah, again, uh, they they played pretty well. Uh, but again, we saw the Jekyll and Hyde, Eli Manning again today. We got the the uh, Jekyll part of it, or is it the Hyde part of it? Whichever one is the bad one. That's what one we got today. Eli wasn't able to hit most of his passes too high. Uh, just off again. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, say the Saints' defense rebounded in a big way. It's, Eli Manning just played very badly today. All right, more uh, more statistical insights next on the Fantasy Football Rewind. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here on Fantasy Football Rewind, Scott Engel and Jim Day. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. Scratch, scratch, itch, itch. No experts to compete against, just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag and the promo code FNTSY upon sign-up and choose your matchups using the prop builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. Scott Engel and uh, Jim Day. And also want to remind you, Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It's a fun and recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor, Super Bowl Squares, and March Madness Brackets Contest. Sign up today. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. You're getting back to some of these top performances uh, for this week. Uh, take a look at Giovanni Bernard. He delivered as uh, we wanted him to. 15 carries, 69 yards, two touchdowns, uh, four receptions, 27 yards. Joe Mixon could be back next week. Andy Dalton, 29 of 41, 337 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, one interception. Uh, with Dalton, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But, you know, Dalton has had uh, two, three touchdown games already this year, and he's got Miami, Pittsburgh. Kansas City and Tampa Bay next on the schedule. Yeah, he's definitely got a cake schedule going forward. And, you know, I've been telling people you got to ride him while he's hot, especially with these matchups that he has. All of these teams are, are playing very poorly against the pass, and he's taking it. You know, advantage of it. Tyler Boyd with another big game. Uh, A.J. Green caught the late touchdown to give him the win. You know, they're playing very good football right now. Offensively, yes. Offensively. Uh, Well, that's what we care about. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we care about. I mean, they give up 36 points, but they won by one. Alshon Jeffrey, a little bit of a surprise that he was active. And you you never can tell. It's different with certain players, I think. Uh, You know, what the pain tolerance is, what the injury is. Uh, wasn't recommending Walter on Jeffrey today, honestly, because thought it was going to be his first game back. You know, would he be on a pitch count? How effective would he be? But uh, then he came back and showed he could be when he's healthy. Eight catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Now that he's back, you know, he's got to be a must-start in your lineup again. No, absolutely. I mean, Carson Wentz is – they just have a really good connection between the two of them. You know, he had nine targets in this game, caught eight of them. Uh like you said, first game back, a lot of people were leery about starting him. You know, I was trying to tell people I'm starting him in some leagues and in other leagues I may not just to to alleviate the, the risk. I don't want to go all in. So, you know, it, it worked out some cases and didn't for others. It, it is what it is. You just never know, like you're saying, when these guys are coming off injury, how much they're really going to be involved. And, you know, we saw it with Dalvin Cook on Thursday night coming back from the injury. He's going to play. Maybe he's going to be on a pitch count. It turns out he was, and he killed you. To, today we got Alshon Jeffrey, get you 100 yards and a, a touchdown. Never George Kittle, a lot of people were worried about uh, his production with Jimmy Garoppolo going down. But C.J. Beathard turned out to be competitive. 
and a very long catch and run today for a touchdown from Kittle. Six catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. He's got Atlanta and Green Bay next. And uh, then he's got the Rams, who's uh, also very vulnerable to tight end. So, uh, you know, but a good a good performance to uh, confirm people's faith in Kit Kittle if, or reestablish the faith, if you will. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was good to see him get involved. That long touchdown catch was nice. You know, even in the running part of it, at, at the end of it, he was still running away from guys. They couldn't catch him. I like to see that from a tight end. All right, we talked about Amari Cooper uh, with Blake Bortles. I got, I have it figured out too. Uh, you know, let's u- use him in even numbered weeks. Uh, Three hundred eighty-eight passing yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. But then again, he has Kansas City next week. But uh, Blake Bortles is so unpredictable that he could take a big fantasy dump. Uh, you know, even even against them, eighteen carries for fifty-two yards and a touchdown, and three carries. Catches for 48 yards and, and a touchdown, but also a lost fumble from T.J. Yeldon. If Leonard Fournette uh, continues to miss some more time, uh, you certainly consider using uh, T.J. Yeldon. Look at this unusual rushing line for Nick Chubb uh, this week. Uh, three, three carries for 105 yards and two touchdowns. He had a, 60, a 63-yard run, I believe, uh, for a touchdown and a 40-plus yard run. You know, this is going to be very hard to replicate. I know people are going to start picking him up because of the total number of rushes, and they'll start asking us next week things like uh, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. But, uh, you know, this is nothing you can rely on, but you have to keep him around because you just never know when Carlos Hyde gets hurt. Well, not only that, he's showing his explosiveness, and as long as he continues to do that, he'll actually start to bite into a little bit of Hyde's production uh, because he can be as explosive as this. This is why they drafted him. They want to see this kid go out there and put up these big plays. And, you know, Hyde has been a good, solid running back for them. I expect that to continue. But if this kid continues to show explosive plays like this, they're going to have to get him more involved. Yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley today, 10 carries for 44 yards and a touchdown, but six catches for 56 yards. We were expecting more from Barkley against his Saints defense, but, uh, you know, he's still got you 11 points just as a receiver. Yeah, definitely expecting more from, uh, expecting more from this whole Giants offense. But again, you know, a lot of it was on Eli. He just was not on target today like he was last week. And that's always been his thing. I mean, he he's so inconsistent from week to week. And that we saw the bad Eli today and just missing passes left and right. Uh, some of the wide open receivers. I, I just it's so hard as a Giants fan to watch him when he has games like this. It gets me so disgusted. This is a team that they at the very least could have kept in the game, should have been in the game late in the game. And, you know, the defense just I think they just gave up. Uh, when the offense wasn't scoring any points, it's it's just tough to watch. Yeah, I don't think NFL defenses actually give up, but at some point, you know, they get they just get gasping on the field so much. But uh, you know, you look, your record is what 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 it says it is, and you know, this is why they lost. Uh, Dante Moncrief today with five catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. Dede Westbrook. Nine catches for 130 yards, but there's really no predictability to this receiving crew. One week it's Keenan Cole, you know, next week it's these guys. You just don't know. Yeah, and that's going to make it tough for the rest of the year until somebody really establishes them, themselves as the alpha dog here. Uh, you know, one one week, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Keelan Cole, great game. Yeah, It's just going to be a, a total cluster for the rest of the season trying to figure out which one of these guys is the one you want to start. 
Calvin Ridley with another big game, four catches for 54 yards and two touchdowns. Calvin Ridley now has six touchdowns in his last three games. He's got Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and the Giants coming up. So you can see more from Calvin Ridley. Is it to the point where he's now wide receiver two? And are we going to continue to see this type of game flow where, you know, the defenses are just not going to – it seems like Atlanta's figured something out here. Okay, if you're going to shut down Julio Jones near the end zone, you know, Calvin Ridley's going to do all the scoring. Could we see it flip now because defenses would be concerned about Ridley that, you know, maybe it means more openings for Julio, you know, in the red zone, et cetera, uh, because if not, Ridley's going to kill them. And I think – I think, you know, he certainly stamped himself three games in a row to now he's wearing his wide receiver two territory. Absolutely. And at this point, he's a guy that probably has to be in your lineup every week just for that touchdown upside. Let's face it, they, you know, right now they don't have anybody else catching touchdowns but him. Uh, so, you know, that trend is probably going to continue at this point. Ryan seems to trust him in the end zone, in the red zone. They're going to get him more passes in that in that fact just because Julio's not. And, you know, eventually we, like you say, might see that changeover where defense at, in the red zone and start targeting Ridley, and maybe it frees up Julio to actually catch some. But, you know, at this point it's hard to trust Julio in that red zone. Zach Ertz, 10 catches for 112 yards. Uh, Carson Wentz is back. Everything's fine in the world. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 11 catches for 100 yards. And, uh, you know, Boyd with uh, – with three straight 90-plus yard games, two touchdowns in his last three. Uh, he's emerged as a must-start, but to you, is Tyler Boyd a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three in fantasy? Oh, right now he's wide receiver two all the way. I mean, 15 targets. That pretty much puts him there no matter what. Uh, anytime you're seeing that many targets in a game, then it it's definitely puts you in that territory. And he just continues to, to play it out. He was the big receiver today, even though A.J. Green caught the game-scoring, uh, game-winning touchdown. All right. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 24 of 3,307 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, solid performance. Uh, Carson Wentz, 348 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Are you comfortable now, Carson Wentz, as a must-starter uh, going forward now? Has he... Has he reclaimed that 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 sort of status? Well, I, I think he's really close. Um, you know, he put up a good game today, but he had to do it with 50 passes. I don't know if they make that kind of attempt every game. Uh, I didn't expect Tennessee to put up as much of a fight as they did today. So I, going forward, I like Wentz. I, he's going to have good games. I think he's a multiple touchdown performer pretty much every week. But uh, I don't know if we're going to see – you know, these kind of numbers, 350 yards every week. Tom Brady with a bounce-back game, as much of us expected. 274 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions as uh, everything is right in the NFC East again as, uh, you know, the, the uh, Dolphins got trashed 38-7. to uh, Marshawn Lynch uh, didn't get in the end zone for the first time this year, but 20 carries for 130 yards, including... One big 50-yard beast mode uh, classic type of run. And uh, you know, Marshawn Lynch looking like a must-start high end RB2 uh, right now. Uh, Chester Rogers today, eight catches for 85 yards. Is this the thing, or could he easily disappear next week? Oh, he could easily disappear next week. But, again, 11 targets this week. 
probably no Hilton on Thursday night uh, in a game that they're probably going to have to throw a lot. I think he's a, a good, solid play to get you, you know, middle row wide receiver three numbers at the very least in that game. So, uh, you know, I like it. I do want to say one thing about Marshawn Lynch, though. We went past him so fast. He should have had a touchdown today. The refs took it away from him when they called him, you know, forward progress stopped and he was still fighting. And the next thing you know, he's running down the sideline. Uh, You know, I hate those quick whistles, especially with somebody like him that you know is going to consistently keep on fighting for those yards. So, uh, I, I just I, I hate to see that, especially since you know this is a guy that many counted on to have a big game. Luckily, he ended up with a good game uh, with the the yardage alone. Yeah, thirteen points right there. It's like usually expect like six sixty rushing yards and a touchdown out of him. So you just got it through a different statistical route. David Johnson with his best game of the young season, 22 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown, three catches, 41 yards. He got something of a floor from him. Uh, but it wasn't spectacular, you know. Thankfully, he got in the end zone. Uh, but, you know, Josh Rosen did move this offense a little bit better. Uh, you know, I think by looking at this game, you have to say to yourself, this guy's no longer an RB1, but, you know, now I have some hope that maybe I can lock him in as an RB2. Well, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I, I still think he's going to have better games ahead, but it was nice to see him get in the end zone, uh, you know, get a. I'd still like to see him more involved in the passing game. Hopefully that starts to move forward next week. But, uh, you know, Seattle played a tough game here. They played them tough. It was, a you know, always those division rivalries are always a beast. And, uh, you know, he at least got you double-digit points, which is what you're looking at. And right now he is firmly entrenched as a running back, too. Jordy Nelson uh, scores for the second consecutive week. Five catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but you would have expected more from a team uh, that scored forty fu- scored 45 points to offer more to Jordy Nelson. And so right now I don't think I can look at him as more than a wide receiver four. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a tough play each and every week. We saw them get Martavis Bryant more involved today. Uh, dropped what should have been a short touchdown. So, yeah, it's always going to be hard to count on Jordy at, at this point. You're going to have to hope for Derek Carr to have one of these big games for Jordy to be up there. Mohamed Sanu, six catches for 111 yards. I don't remember the last time he had a 70-yard game, much less a 111-yard game. But uh, he's had two solid weeks uh, so far, and he's got Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and the Giants coming up. So Sanu should be a wide receiver for, although you know he's had been consistently mediocre going forward, I would believe. Uh, Trey Burton today. Uh, with his best game, two catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. Uh, a lot of that came on, you know, one 38-yard reception. But, of course, you know, I'm not going to be the kind to say, well, if you would have taken that away, because you don't. <laughs> you know, it happens. You know, it's, I hate those fans Seattle say, well, if you would have taken that away. No, you know, the guy earned it. Uh, he's got two touchdowns in his last three games. I don't think he's an every, every week starter, but depending on the matchup, he's certainly a streamer. Well, you know, it it just bothered me that in fact that you know Trubisky had such a good game, such a big game, and Burton still only saw four targets. Uh, you know, th- we saw a lot of new things. That's sixteen from this over offense. sixteen fantasy points, and you're complaining. I'm just saying, I'd like to see more than four targets. You know, two catches for eighty-six yards is nice with the touchdown. Absolutely, you like that from a tight end. But you know, if you want consistency, I want to see more targets. Well, I never said anything about Trey Burton and consistency. 
Uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, five catches for 112 yards. That's now three 100-yard games in four. But the guy still strikes me as so boomer bust. You know, we saw three catches for 27 yards in the last week. Absolutely. And now, you know, Fitzmagic is done. We saw the trade-off today to Jameis Winston. Uh, probably Fitzmagic done for the rest of the year. I think that hurts Jackson. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. He, he was definitely a guy that we were trying to tell you, you know, after those couple of first big weeks that he was a sell-high guy. Now you might find out why. All right, Devontae Adams today with uh, eight catches for 81 yards. You know, there's a nice floor there. Deion Lewis today, only four catches for no yards, but nine catches, four rushes for no yards, but nine catches for 66 yards, his his second best game of uh, the young season. There hasn't been consistency, but in PPR, uh, you should be able to confidently roll out Deion Lewis as a flex quite often. Yes, most weeks, uh, and especially if Mariota continues his good play, that'll definitely play into Lewis's hands. Uh, at this point, Derrick Henry is a guy that you can't even consider starting until we see any kind of life coming from him. But Lewis in PPR leagues definitely gives you that guy you can always plug in as a flex. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Rewind. Scott Engel and Jim Day coming at you every week. And uh, you can follow us at, at ScottyRotoX on Twitter. Uh, and, of course, uh, at FantasyTaz on Twitter. And we'll always answer your questions. You can hear uh, Jim during the week on the Fantasy Football Frenzy with, uh, with Corey Parson and Chris Venture. And you can hear me every morning with uh, Dane Martinez on the Roto Experts in the morning and always listen to us on demand. So uh, lot, lots more to come here. And uh, you know, we'll talk about interesting, uh, interesting offense in Green Bay. Has, uh, has, has a new running back emerged? Or was this just an anomaly and uh, you know, not something to pay attention to? That's next, right here on the Fantasy Football Rewind. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Rewind. Back here on Fantasy Football Rewind, Scott Engel and Jim Day. Don't forget to check out uh, RotoExperts.com on Monday. Everything you need to know uh, to recap Week 5 and look ahead. Check out my advanced scout and also Jack McClune's uh, Realities and Illusions, part of your exclusive in-season edge fantasy football package on rotoexperts.com. Make sure you enter the king at checkout for a special discount. Aaron Jones, 11 carries for 65 yards today and one touchdown and uh, one catch for 17 yards. He did get in the end zone. Uh, He ran pretty well, but I think there's a lot of caution with this backfield going forward that... A, it'll continue to be the committee or a timeshare, and B, this is still a pass-first offense. Aaron Rodgers today, 298 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. 
Well, absolutely. It's going to be hard to trust these guys. And, again, a lot of this comes down to Jones himself not being known as uh, being able to protect Aaron Rodgers. It's going to limit his touches, especially with Rodgers being gimpy already. They need Williams on the field a lot of times just to, for the protection aspect alone. So as long as that trend continues, and Jones is, while, you know, 11 for 65 is nice yards per carry. You like to see that kind of average, but it's not something that he's going to be able to sustain over the long term. And you might very well be looking at, you know, a ceiling for touches of him for him around 12, 13 touches a game. And that's going to be hard to get clear production every week from. We mentioned the numbers for Rodgers and uh, in the last three games, he has thrown four touchdown passes with two one touchdown pass performance. Are you legitimately worried about Aaron Rodgers right now? And, uh, you know, can we not lock him in as a QB1? Although uh, I do believe it was maybe two or three years ago when we started to start slow and then he just really turned it on. Uh, do you still lock in Aaron Rodgers as a QB1? And, uh, you know, is he still elite number three overall? No, absolutely not. Not with this injury, it looks like. And he's definitely favoring it. Um, and he's just not putting up those kind of numbers. I mean, this was against the Buffalo defense that, you know, they, they beat him 22 nothing, and Rodgers really didn't have to do a lot, but you would have expected a little bit more from him fantasy-wise that you got. And right now he's firmly sitting on, the, you know, the, the cusp of being a QB too. Interesting. Harsh words from a harsh man, Jim Day. Eric Keeper on five catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you'll take that, you know, for a floor as, as long as Jack Doyle is out. Will Fuller, four catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. Intense in seven career starts with Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's caught a touchdown in every game and has 10 total touchdowns. But injuries continue to be a bugaboo for this guy. Yeah, again, and this is why you were able to get him so late in drafts is because of this injury bugaboo. And, you know, once again, you're dealing with it. That hamstring comes back, bites him again. We have no idea how much time he's going to miss this time. I would imagine he might very well miss at least one game, but maybe possibly more. Uh, Depends on how bad a strain it was. But you, you just hate to see these hamstrings keep recurring because, if they don't sit him down for a few weeks and let it fully heal, this might be something he's dealing with all year. You heard what Jim said about, uh, you know, maybe Nick Chubb cutting it to Carlos Hyde, but Carlos Hyde, though, has scored in every game so far this year and has four rushing touchdowns in 82 more yards. So he's still going to have a significant role going forward. Uh, Odell Beckham today, uh, he had a bad first half. Then kind of pads his pad his numbers playing catch up just to the point of seven catches for sixty yards. Uh, I'm not going to toss it to Jim on this one because now we're just going to hear more and more about how bad <laughs> Eli was today. So I'll just say that you know even though Bodell Beckham Jr. hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season, uh, I'll still try to buy on him. I think he's going to be okay. Uh, Edo Smith today seven carries for thirty five yards and a touchdown. Annoyingly cut into. Uh, cut into the, the production of Tevin Coleman today. Yeah, absolutely hurt Tevin Coleman. He, you know, wasn't anything like people were expecting out of him in this matchup. They expected more in this game that was supposed to be so high scoring. People were expecting them to have definitely a, a lot better game than he did. And I, I don't know. I, 
I don't know if this is something you have to worry about going forward or if Edo Smith is going to become that Tevin Coleman to Tevin Coleman like Tevin Coleman was to Devontae Freeman. So if that trend continues, then it definitely is going to hurt uh, Coleman a little bit going forward. Plus, we may be seeing Freeman coming back soon. No, I don't think there's any certain timetable on when Devonta Freeman's coming back, so we'll we'll have to play wait and see on on that one there. Uh, we mentioned on uh, uh, Jarvis Landry, four catches for 34 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I guess you can't complain. 13 points, but you know I think you would expect a little bit more if, you know, if a team had scored 42 points. But I wouldn't worry about Landry. We're talking about Keenan Allen. Uh, on fantasy sports today and on inside injuries was saying the knee was kind of an issue and it's only seven catches for 63 yards so you'll have to keep uh, uh, keep an eye on his on his health uh going forward baker mayfield 295 passing yards two touchdowns two interceptions four catch carries for 10 yards kind of an uneven performance uh instead of a Instead of late in the game, and instead of going for field goal range and regulation, he tried to hit a big play and got intercepted. Uh, I was cautioning about May- Baker Mayfield. It was still a, a good performance, but uh, I think you also saw signs of you have to temper your expectations a little bit. But he's definitely better for that Cleveland offense than Terod, of course. Well, absolutely. He did do that. But look, and a few of these were just bad drops by these uh, these weapons, including Landry, uh, again, which once again, he probably could have had another touchdown pass. Uh, just dropping balls and not expected. I, I think you mentioned it last week that are they going to be ready for these high-powered throws of Mayfield after what they were getting from Taylor? And maybe that is, is leading into it because we're just seeing some of these guys dropping balls that they're not really known to do. All right, uh, Karrion Johnson today, 55 yards and a rushing touchdown, but it only came on nine carries. I feel like everybody in the fantasy world wants Karrion Johnson to get more touches, but that Detroit is just not going to do it. It's they're going to continue to it's going to continue to be a bit committee here. So I think that that might keep Karrion Johnson stuck as a flex guy for a little while. And it very well could, but it was good to see him get in the end zone. It was a nice, you know, touchdown oh, run. Oh yeah, what a him. nice touchdown run! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad so Evans said truck stick on uh, Twitter. Did he? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was definitely what you wanted to see from him. Uh, hopefully, he continues that. Look, when they get to the three, two, one, more than likely they're going to go to Legarrett Blunt. That doesn't mean he can't score from outside that range, and that's what we saw from him today. Hopefully, that trend continues. Yes. Uh, I, I just feel like the, the amount of carries is going to be touched. Captain, uh, it's just going to keep him oh, absolutely. out of anything more than a flex conversation. Yep. Uh, Mike Evans today, six catches for 59 yards. Kind of disappointing, but then again, they only scored, uh, they only scored 10 points. Cameron Bray did get in the end zone as O.J. Howard uh, went out with an injury. Kenny Galladay, four catches for 74 yards. That's going to be a disappointing day. That's why you like the guy. Uh, Jimmy Graham, three catches for 21 yards, but he did score a touchdown. I think we were expecting better. Uh, yeah, Graham's never been the same ever since he left New Orleans, but uh, you know he'll continue to get his looks near the end zone, uh, have decent yardage days once in a while. Uh, Jay Ajayi, uh, 15 carries for 70 yards. 
Uh, I didn't actually use him in one league because uh, with a playing with a with a fractured back, even though inside injury says that it's the type of uh, type of injury that he can play through. Uh, he was just he was just decent enough today. Yeah, the three catches for the eleven yards helped a little bit. At least got him to double digits. You know, puts him in that very low end RB two range, uh, flex range. But you know, it, at least he got you there. I expected more. I expected him to have a good chance to get in the end zone today. Just didn't happen. Back to Tevin Coleman. Two disappointing weeks in a row in high scoring games. You expected, you really expect a lot more from Coleman. You know, always, always hearing that. You know, if this guy gets the opportunity to step up, uh, you know, Freeman's out here. That you know he's going to put up terrific numbers. But sometimes, you know, two things. Now, look, I I was along those lines of thinking with Coleman. But number one, opportunity doesn't always lead to the production you think it will. And some guys are just better off at a timeshare. You know, we're hearing things like, oh, Coleman, it's free agency. You know, he's going to get all this money because he's going to be the great starting running back. And, you know, two weeks in a row, he's flamed out here. Yeah, it definitely hurt. People that started him, uh, especially in DFS, didn't get you anywhere near the value that was expected. Um, it's just a, a tough, tough guy to sit though, because he can put up good numbers, you know, on any given week. But you know, like we saw the last two weeks, he's going to give you some games where he's not getting you to double digits, which is, a, you know, a floor for where you need to be for a running back too. Uh, Quincy Newton with four catches for sixty-six yards. It's not a great day, but it's very encouraging when you consider the opponent that he faced. Yeah, tough matchup for him, but, you know, against Jacksonville, in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, Darnold, again, not really having a strong game, but, you know, Anunwa getting you to that double-digit mark. You know, a, 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 a decent flex play, wide receiver, deep wide receiver three. Um, but, you know, as they move forward and have better matchups, then you, you'll see his numbers get you a little closer to that low-end uh, wide receiver, too, on a given day. Allen Robinson uh, did have a touchdown today, but only two catches for 23 yards. Uh, you know, Robinson's been a disappointment so far. A lot of people have drafted him as a wide receiver, too, in fantasy. Yeah, he's been hurting people, and I really liked him today because, you know, Tampa Bay's defense is bad, but they've been really bad against slot receivers, and I expected him to do really good things today. Luckily, you got that touchdown out of him to salvage the week, but two catches for 23 yards against Tampa Bay in a game where they're putting up 48 points is disgusting. Tyler Lockett, five catches for 53 yards. Uh, no real upside today from that Seattle offense. Doug Baldwin was back uh as as well, but you, you just didn't see a lot from him. I don't think you could expect it, a lot from him. And, uh, you know, if he continues to struggle with his health, Lockett will continue to be this team's number one wide receiver. Uh, we heard some optimism for David Njoku, you know, with Mayfield in there. Five catches for 52 yards certainly isn't a bad day for a fantasy tight end. Yeah, best day of the year for him. So you you like to see that seven targets, uh, definitely more involved with uh, Mayfield in there than he was with Taylor. So that's a good sign moving forward. Um, you know, look, this is a playmaker for them. He he should be a playmaker for them, uh, especially in the red zone. Big, strong kid that can go up and fight for the ball every time. You know, I think we start to see that really start to come together now with Mayfield. You know, getting in there and starting to round up as a quarterback. Matt Burita was able to play today, but only 39 rushing yards, three catches for 32 yards. 
Uh, certainly didn't look uh, like health was the issue. It's, uh, you know, with C.J. Beathard in there, you know, playing quarterback. Beathard didn't play bad either. It was just, it was just a disappointing day overall. It really was. Uh, another guy that people, you know, were counting on in, in this game, you know, after the start he's had to the season, hard not to. Uh, when you got these running backs that are playing well, you got to get them in your lineup. Uh, the injury factor was a concern to some, but you know most people were riding with him if he was starting, and he did. Uh, he got you to that ten point mark in PPR leagues, but you know definitely expected more. Bilal Powell, uh, eight carries for twenty six yards and four receptions for twenty six yards. Not really anything happening there in a tough matchup. Uh, we mentioned Baldwin, five catches for forty one yards. Russell Wilson today, only 172 passing yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, four rushes for 21 yards. He did engineer another game-winning drive. But right now, you know, Russell Wilson is not looking like a starting fantasy quarterback right now with his way the Seattle offense is playing. He only had a nine-point day. He's been below 16 points since the season opener. He threw three touchdown passes in the season opener, but he really hasn't been the same since. This team is leaning heavily on the run. They're playing at a slow pace offensively. Uh, you know, Baldwin wasn't 100% here. They also lost Will Disley. Right now, you can't start Russell Wilson with any confidence. But I will say this one thing, if you want to keep a glimmer of hope here, is I believe it was 2016 where Russell Wilson started really slow to the point where I cut him in two leagues, and then all of a sudden he caught fire. Well, he's done that quite a few years where he started out slow first three, four weeks of the season and then turn it around and be that top quarterback for the rest of the year. So I hear you. Right now you can't start him, but you can't drop him either because I definitely think he rebounds second half of the year, especially if Baldwin gets more healthy, gets more involved in his passing attack, which he will. Um, You know, they did lose Disley. We don't know for how long at this point. Uh, Nick Vanette is still there, but not really the – both of these guys hurt each other. Let's just put it that way. Not not guys you can count on on a weekly basis, no matter how it happens. But right now, what Russell Wilson is a sit until he does anything better. Yeah, and I don't think you can count on Baldwin staying healthy. He's got problems in both knees. And, and that's absolutely concerned. But right now, you know, he got out there, he played. I uh, haven't heard anything to the fact that he had any kind of a, uh, a there, setback. No, there were no setbacks, game. no. Yeah, so, that, you know, that's a good thing. Hopefully they manage him again through the week. We see him out there again next week. And, you know, it. it you take what you can get out of him, but you know he's Wilson's favorite target and the guy he wants to go to the most. Here's the other thing you talk about. You can't drop Wilson, but you can't start him. You know, a lot of fantasy people will also think, well, maybe I'll just try to trade him away. And, you know, I'll get Twitter and fantasy uh, and the Roto Experts Slack chat about about trading him. You know, people want to trade players away when they're disappointing you, but it's very hard to get rid of them. If you want to get rid of them because they're disappointing you, what makes you think anybody else wants them? Exactly. I hate to sell low. You never get value. No, you don't, and a lot of pe- people will uh, will take maybe two disappointing players and try to stack them in, in two for one. Sometimes, Jim, you're just stuck with guys, and you got to wait for things to turn around. Absolutely. It happens too often to, for us to like, but it, it definitely happens. Yeah. You're not going to get any good value for Russell Wilson on the trade market right now. All right. Lots more coming here on the Fantasy Football Rewind. Uh, we'll talk about a d- disappointing day. For a superstar wide receiver, 
That's coming up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back here on Fantasy Football Rewind, Scott Engel and Jib Day. Head on over to DailyRoto.com. It's the industry's leading daily fantasy site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings millionaire millionaire tournament winners and millions more in smaller prizes for countless subscribers. Once there, if you click on the Go Premium tab, you can use the same daily fantasy line optimize, lineup optimizer that has helped Daily Roto customers achieve such remarkable success. And if it's sports wagering you're into, click on the new sports betting tab at Daily Roto. You'll be able to use the same tools that have produced all those daily fantasy winnings for money line picks, picks against the spreads, game totals, and player props. So go to DailyRoto.com and enter FNTSY for a special discount. DailyRoto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made, literally. Michael Thomas today, disappointing day is, uh, you know, the... uh, the Orleans offense sputtered for much of the day. Uh, only four catches for 40, 47 yards. The only thing I can say about this, though, is that not every player blows up every week. So calm down. It'll be okay. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think anybody's worrying about him after one bad week, considering the start he's had. Look, he just got played great defensively by Janoris Jenkins today. I watched the whole game, and, I mean, Jenkins was on him literally uh, every single play. I mean, literally in his hip pocket, he was. Uh, so, you know, he was struggling just because they, even when Jenkins was maybe giving him a little space, they always had somebody underneath or over the top of him all game. You know, it, it's going to be hard to do that each and every week against him, especially when you got to worry about Kamara too. So, Marvin Jones Jr., three catches for 56 yards. But it's clear that, uh, you know, he's now the third receiver in this Detroit passing game. Uh I almost feel like he's touchdown or bust. Uh, he, he's getting to that point, which is, you know, terrible. I mean, he's a good receiver. He's had good years for them. And, you know, Galladay is just playing a little better at this point. They seem to like Galladay a little bit more. So he is a, at a point where he's going to be touchdown or bust. He's not getting enough targets each and every week to not score that touchdown and get you good points. Drew Brees threw for 317 yards, but not a single touchdown pass. As uh, the Saints bogged down in the red zone, uh, you know, it was his second road game, but his first one playing outdoors. But he goes back indoors next uh, in week five before he goes to the bye. Uh, you know, is is Drew Brees is it still a thing here where we're going to have to worry about him uh, basically like uh, you know playing on the road outdoors? No, this was a beautiful weather day. 
I don't care if it was outdoors. It was a perfect day for football today. So that that not wasn't a concern. Literally, the Giants just played a good defensive game against him. Uh, really stacked up the receivers. Really got after Drew Brees, chased him around the field. I mean, throwing for 217 yards and no touchdowns is not something I would have expected from him today. Just means the Giants played a better defensive game than we thought. All right. Well, you know, they did give up 33 points. Uh, uh, that was all Alvin Kamara, I told you. <laughs> it's just you, you stop one weapon, the other weapon kicks you in the butt. Right. So the Giants defense, you know, gave up 33 points. Uh, Antonio Callaway today, three catches for 54 yards. Uh, you know, a lot of people asking about whether to start him or not, but he just has too much boomer bust label written all over him. Yeah, it, it, you know. Good to see that he got the nine targets, but to only convert three of them, you know, it's definitely worrisome. Uh, again, another drop with him uh, this week in a game, in a ball that he should have caught. Uh, so definitely concerns with him moving forward that he's going to be one of those guys. He'll get you a few good weeks with those big play touchdowns, but other weeks than that, you're going to be struggling to hit those double digits with him. Nelson Aguilar, five catches for 22 yards. It's like, Another weird one of those lines that you got from a week one with eight catches for 33 yards. He's now had two con- consecutive games where he's scored below 10 fantasy points. Uh, he's only had one good game it's in, in week two. So far, Nelson Aguilar has been disappointing. They played him very physical today, and it's really seemed to work. Yeah, not only – I mean, he's still got 12 targets, only had the five receptions, 22 yards. You hate to see that kind of number. Uh, when he got five catches. But, uh, yeah, and then you saw Jordan, Matt, Jordan Matthews with the big touchdown. Yeah, it, 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 this offense is going to be another one. It's going to be tough. It's going to be Alshon Jeffrey and Guess. Well, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, and Guess for the rest. Kenny Stills, uh, three catches for 40 yards and uh, didn't score this week. He scored in two or four games. But also in the, I guess use them in the odd number weeks because the even week number weeks haven't been good. You know, weeks two and four, he's had a total of five catches for 57 yards. But unfortunately, we've all expected Kenny Stills to step up as a number one wide receiver for the Dolphins. But he's still very, very inconsistent. And he, and he always has been. As, uh, you know, I remember you were asking me today on uh, on on a fantasy sports day why I had Ryan Tannehill ranked number 20, you know, at quarterback. And I say, because, you know, he can have a clunker of a game at any time. And it happened today, you know, and, and by connection, you know, you can't rely on Kenny Stills. No, absolutely not. And Devontae Parker was out again today. So you can't, you know, use that as an excuse either. He is supposed to be this team's number one, but he's too inconsistent to count on at this point. LaShawn McCoy, five carries for 24 yards, three catches for 13 yards. We saw Chris Ivory play really well last week. But so far this year, in the three games that he has played, um, he he only has 85 rushing yards, LaShawn McCoy, on 21 carries. We got to pin him to the bench right now. Absolutely. Uh, you Absolutely. <laughs> I, I've been one of the ones dragging my feet about putting him on the bench. But, it, uh, again, after this one, not being able to do anything against Green Bay, uh, just, you know, you figure you get him involved in the passing game. 
just not working out there in this offense. And right now, McCoy is somebody you have to sit on the bench until he gives you a reason not to. Fitzmagic is done, Ryan. Jameis Winston comes in relief today, 145 yards and a passing touchdown. Uh, how do you think Jameis Winston probably starting going forward changes the ball distribution? I think Mike Evans will get his, but I don't know if he's going to gun it as much uh, to Deshaun Jackson. Maybe that'll hurt him. Can he find Chris Godwin in the red zone? We saw Ronald Jones active today, and then a and then a, a pass clang off his hands. This mm-hmm. team has no running game. It's the offensive identity is really hard to figure out. It's all over the place, uh, and it's definitely going to change. Now, the, the one person that might see a, an uptick with Winston back is Cameron Brait. Had such a good rapport with uh, Winston last year. I wonder if these guys bring it back after the strong start to, for O.J. Howard in the season. Um, I think maybe Brait starts to cut into that a lot more. Yeah, well, I, I think if Howard's healthy, I think he's still the guy. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think. I think. Bray, you know, he got his touchdown today because A was garbage time, and you know, B it was. Yeah, uh, you know, B B. Uh, you know, I don't, Cameron Bray wasn't. Howard wasn't there. I don't understand why fantasy analysts talk about garbage time like it's such a bad thing. I love garbage time. I'll take garbage time points anytime I can get them. Well, I'm not saying you can't. You know, like garbage time points, but you can't count on them either. Well, for some teams you can. You know, you know they're going to be playing from behind. You know they're going to have to throw a lot to to keep in games, and that you know those kind of garbage points I'll take every time. But yet you can't, you can't count on that though. It's look at the Dolphins today. They were playing catch up and they didn't score Jack. Well, it, I bet you if we actually did some research on this, I bet you it happens more than you you think it does. But I don't think you can count on it though. It's I mean OJ Howard's obviously emerging as their tight end, and he got hurt. You know, Brait was pretty much irrelevant the last few weeks until today because, you know, the guy was out. Well, I, I understand that, but it was also because Winston wasn't there, I think, played a part in it as well. Like I said, Winston and and uh, Brait had a nice rapport last year. I, I just wonder if that's going to come into fruition, whether Howard's there or not. Yeah, I guess, I guess you know, I see where you're coming from now. You know, they, they've played well together before. But uh, yeah, I, I, I guess that makes sense. So uh, you know, I, I see what you're saying over, over there. But you know, as far as garbage time points, you know, I agree with you. I'll take them. But it, it, being able to predict them, though, it's I think that's very hard. People do it on the flip side too to say, oh, I'm worried about Melvin Gordon coming out. You know, not getting enough time, and you know, Philip, you know, Austin Eckler like cleaning up and. Sometimes it just doesn't. Very often, it just doesn't happen that way. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to garbage time. No, and there probably isn't. But uh, you know, worse worse teams will give you more garbage time points than good teams will. Well, I think it depends on the team. You know, I mean, you look at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, they're going to play catch up. Like you can't roll out Kelvin well, Benjamin or or Zay Jones or anybody like that. And, I don't you know, really, sometimes you I, see I teams. I don't count say, on Buffalo for garbage time points either. So I don't count on them for any points. Well, may, maybe I'm going extreme there, but what, <laughs> I think Miami's a good example today. Uh, you know, because we we're talking. Uh, I'm not trying to point out what you said wrong. This is not my purpose. Of, like of, of doing this, 
But, you know, it just so happens to be coincidental, uh, you know, that, you know, we were talking about in the pregame show, okay, maybe the, maybe the Dolphins will play catch-up and Ryan Tannehill put a good numbers. Instead, you know, they couldn't do nothing and he got benched for Brock Osweiler. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, yeah, I can't really talk to that. <laughs> Anytime <laughs> you get benched for Brock Osweiler, you are definitely having a bad day. I told you he still stinks. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald only three catches for 28 yards uh, today against the Seahawks was able to play through the injury but Larry Fitzgerald has not uh, has not cracked six fantasy points in his last three games yeah Larry Fitzgerald is absolutely a sit at this point you, you can't can't get anything out of him this offense just they, you know, the offense did a little more today than they've done so far, so that's a little bit better, but it wasn't they, there. Done. So, <laughs> so it, yeah, these uh, I hate to see it. He's won me so many fantasy games. I, I just hate losing a guy like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, just terrible, terrible game for him today. Josh Gordon did catch a nice slant pattern early in the game, but only two catches for 32 yards. Uh you have to wonder about Gordon. Yeah, it was his first game, you know, in there. So he can't have high expectations. But, you know, Tom Brady has a lot of established targets. He's got Edelman coming back next week. We don't know with Gronk. Just how much upside is there for Josh Gordon? We've, we've been chasing the upside for five years. Yeah. Well, that's it. This is probably the longest chase in fantasy football history, no doubt. True. Um, and then you have to wonder how long it's actually going to take him to learn this extensive playbook. Uh, you know, these two plays were probably a couple of plays they put in just for him. He said, here, you know, run towards the garbage can. We'll hit you. Um, on this end, run, run towards the cone. We'll hit you. Um, you know, that's probably the kind of plays they were putting in for him this week. Maybe what we'll see next week. It, it just depends on how long it takes him to learn this playbook. And, I, you know, I think that's going to be a stretch. This is one of the hardest playbooks in the league to learn with all the nuance that they play. Uh, and, you know, with Tom Brady not playing the excellent football we're used to, and even though he ended up with good numbers today, there were a lot of his throws that were just didn't look like they had the same zip on them we've seen from him in the past. So I definitely think there's something else here going on. But, uh, you know, he's not going to be a guy you can count on, I think, for a while, unless, you know, if Gronk does miss some time, he may get some more plays in the red zone, get him involved in, in just throwing up a fade, let him go up and get it, those kind of plays, because he is a big, strong guy and will be their best playmaker to do that. Edelman's not that kind of player. Hogan is so hit or miss it isn't funny. Um, you know, and then you start looking at the backup guys like Dorsett, who scored again today. You can't really count on him from week to week, although he's getting targets every week. Um, you know, even Corderell Patterson got involved today. So it's going to be really hard to nail down these playmakers each and every week outside of Julian Edelman. Yeah, where's Chris Hogan? It's uh, That guy has been such a bust so far. Yeah, he had that one, one two-touchdown game. You know, it just hasn't been what we expected considering Edelman was out and they didn't really have any other receivers we can count on. We really thought he'd be a playmaker for them, and it just hasn't worked out that way in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, they asked him to step up, and he he hasn't run with the opportunity. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the next man up doesn't always work, Jim. No, and there's a lot of times that next man up doesn't work. Just, you you know, like you're fond of saying, just because you always get an opportunity doesn't mean it's going to lead to good fantasy points. 
Yeah, it really depends on who it is. But maybe there's some hope. Maybe with Edelman coming back, you know, that frees up Hogan a little bit more. Well, a lot of it is going to, you know, depend on what happens to Gronk and how much time he misses because that really changes the the whole entire offense and what they need to do. <laughs> that certainly does. Uh, Derek Henry uh, with another disappointing day. And uh, you know, when you look at, at Derek Henry, eight carries for 24 yards, two receptions for seven yards. This guy hasn't cracked six fantasy points all season. Uh I think Derrick Henry's a cut candidate in any format, especially PPR. But some people may not want to let him go because, you know, they'll worry that, oh, you know, all of that, I cut him. You know, he'll have a game like he did in the playoffs last year. I can't quite cut a, quote, starting running back end. Quote. That's the one. That's the one that gets everybody. I can't start a, you know, I can't cut a starting running back. Nobody right, so wants keep to keep Peyton that. Barber, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. Yeah. Peyton Barber, you know, it was Rex Burkhead before that. You know, it, just because they're named the starting running back doesn't mean they're putting up points. And like you said, Derrick Henry isn't putting up anything at this point. He is so touchdown dependent, and he's not getting them. Yeah, the other thing I say is, you know, just because you're starting, you know, it means you're on your, the field for your first play of the game. That doesn't mean you're even going to be the lead running back in some some cases. Yeah, absolutely right. Then, you know, that's what we see with these guys. Deion Lewis is really the number one running back on this team. Fantasy-wise, he certainly is. Uh, Lamar Miller with another disappointing day. 14 carries for 49 yards. I would not be surprised if this team starts giving Alfred Blue more of a shot soon because they seem to like Alfred Blue. I, I I would take a wave of crack on Alfred Blue in a deeper league. Well, you got to worry about what at what point Deontay Foreman comes back. I think what do you got to wait till week nine? So we're close to that halfway. Inside there. injuries were saying he might not even be like useful to play it even till a week ten. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn, hate to hear that because I really, you know, I, I think he gives them a much better running back when he's healthy and on the field. So that that's going to be a while away. Yeah, that definitely hurts. In the that, short term, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Blue more of a crack. Well, they got to do something. Again, you know, we, we saw Tampa Bay do the same thing. They brought in Ronald Jones after being a healthy scratch the first three weeks because Peyton Barber isn't doing anything. Why not give the kid a, a crack no matter how bad his preseason was? They don't have anybody else. And that's what we're going to see with Miller is that they don't have anybody else. Why not give Blue a chance, see if he gives them a spark? Yeah, it's just Lamar Miller has just been like he's been he's been Mr. Mediocrity. It's uh, yeah, very, very, uh, how should I say, very, very disappointing. But uh, if anybody saw this coming, it was certainly Corey Parson. You know, we know two things. Yeah. Lamar Miller sucks, <laughs> and so does Dak Prescott, as one of the listeners said. Yeah. Uh, Marquise, Marquise Goodwin, two catches for 24 yards. Doesn't look like he's a thing with C.J. Beathard. Yeah, at least not week one. That was definitely a big concern coming in. Would he have that same kind of rapport? Uh, you know, it just didn't come to fruition. So it's going to be hard to really gauge him as a, a, a wide receiver, too. At this point, you got to hope that maybe he returns wide receiver three numbers. But even that's hard to count on. All right. We'll talk more disappointing form performances. Maybe that means more Giants next. <laughs> 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here on the Fantasy Football Rewind, Scott Engel and Jim Day. Bet DSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at Bet DSI with hundreds of wagering options, including five in-game wagering, uh, live in-game wagering on all uh, major sporting events where you can make your play at any time. During the game, BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI, promo code FNTSY. So head on over to BetDSI and, uh, hey, start winning today. Why not? All right, let's talk about some more disappointing performances uh, here as uh, we, we go down this uh, go down this leaderboard. We were just talking about about Marquis Goodwin. Leonard Fournette, 11 carries for 30 yards, and then he had to leave the game. Like I said on Fantasy Sports Today, I was talking about how inside injuries was saying with everything that he's been going through, uh, you know, his health performance factor was rated high going into this game, but they were worried about him injuring something else, and it happened. Yeah, absolutely did. Uh, again, those soft tissue injuries are Definitely a, a problem for recurring, especially when you're talking about running backs, wide receivers, guys that have to cut quickly and have to accelerate quickly. Those are, the, you know, the type of injuries that just keep coming back. Yeah, and uh, I think that's the reason. You know, this guy's had injuries dating back to college. That's why I didn't draft him anywhere. Yeah, I have very little of him as well. It were always guys that I was taking, you know, around where he was going. Most often, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, where he was going, and I, I would just go around him a lot. Chris Godwin, two catches for 22 yards. Uh, the guy's very touchdown dependent. It's almost like an Alan Hearns, uh, you know, type of outlook here from a few years ago. Uh, like him a lot as a wide receiver four and a bye week plugger, but I can't like him as anything more than that yet. Yeah, no, especially with the change, we got to have to see what what happens with Winston and. You know, whether or not he's somebody that Winston has any kind of rapport with and turns to I think he does. Him. Didn't he average over 17 yards a catch He was doing Winston pretty last well year? with him. Yeah, he was doing yeah. pretty well with him last year, but we didn't see that today when he came in. He just he, he didn't look to Godwin at all, hardly. Yeah, well, he came in in relief. Last year, it seems like he didn't like Deshaun Jackson, and he, he liked Godwin. You know, we're going to have yeah. to wait and see how that plays out. Peyton Barber, yeah. only seven carries for 24 yards. Do you think it's a matter of time before he just gets booted out of the lineup here? Uh, you know, the worst part about it is this is was the second best game of the year for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's at four points. That was his second best game of the year so far through four games. So, yeah, at this point, there's no reason in the world he should be a starting running back for an NFL team. Yeah, it doesn't look that way, but Ronald Jones – Certainly, fundamentally, he didn't look good today. He had a pass bounce off his hands, and they pulled him out of the game. He was getting very upset at himself. Ronald Jones today, 10 carries for 29 yards. 
and one catch for negative one yards. Hey, there was a reason that this guy was a, uh, a three-time healthy scratch for this team when they had Babe Peyton Barber as the starter uh, because he had such a terrible preseason. He doesn't know how to protect the quarterback, which is another big thing. Um, and like you heard, you saw, you know, sometimes those balls just clang off his hands. I love that word. Good use of that word in this case. Um, so soft hands he does not have. Um, whether or not he could take the, the role and run with it. At this point, the door is wide open for him. It's all in his hands because Barbara has done absolutely nothing. So You don't it, want anything you know, in his hands, though. I don't know if you should say that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, what they have to do is start going back to the Freddie Belitnikoff uh, days and start putting those stick em, that stick them all over his hands before he goes on the field. Yeah, the with with Ronald Jones right now, it's like I don't know. Maybe he should start doing dishes. Stop doing less <laughs> dishes or something. His hands getting too much soft. Yeah, too soft. Like is he using Downy or something? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just don't know. I I wasn't really big on him coming in, and he's showing that. I but at the same time, he's going to get the opportunities going forward just because they don't have anybody else. Robbie Anderson, two catches for eighteen yards. This guy's now waiver wire fodder where I thought he might be a good wide receiver too coming into the year. Yeah, everybody did, especially with the way he played last year. And he, you know, it's it's safe to say at this they point. They need Bryce Petty back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Darnold is absolutely not looking for Robbie Anderson at this point. There's no reason in the world for him to be on a twelve team roster at this point. You know, I know you're a Giant fan, but you also had the pulse of Jet fans. It was interesting after, you know, the preseason and Darnold looked good. Uh, I thought it Darnold looked good, too, in the preseason, I must admit. And then they beat Detroit the way they did. You know, all of a sudden there was talk about, oh, you know, this team could be on the way to the Super Bowl. They look like one of the best teams in the league. Well, not only that, the Giant fans were getting a, oh, see, you, sh- you guys should have taken Darnold instead of the running back. Look what he could have been doing for you and – you know, and now we're seeing what Darnold is. Look, I, I do expect him to become a good quarterback, but Me too. as with most as with most rookies, you're going to have plenty of days like this where he just looks lost and confused, especially as these defenses continue to throw different looks at him, and, and you know different types of blitzes that he hasn't seen yet. Keelan Cole two catches for uh, for 15 yards. Again, like we said, there's no rhyme or reason to this receiving crew here. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be up and down for each one of them each and every week. Uh, you know, Cole had such a good finish the last year. Everybody was expecting him to come on strong. He had a good game, and and then has just fallen off the the table since then. Yeah, uh, Benjamin Watson. A lot of people started him today because, and like I said to you before, and I think you agree with me. I don't. I don't get where all the Ben Watson love was coming from. You know, he played well three years ago with Drew Brees. Uh, you know, now he's well, he now played, he's he played well last year too. He was just outside. No, he was. He was mediocre sure. last year. He was a tight between end week 13. two and week sixteen. He didn't he didn't have a game like over fifty yards. But he was putting up enough PPR fantasy points where he was just outside tight end one consideration. So that's a fairly good season. Nah, he was mediocre last year. I think he was over it. <laughs> I don't know where it was coming from. You know, he had scored less It was less coming than... from me. I was the one stomping my feet yeah. about him. You know, Watson <laughs> is nothing here today. You know, 33 points, one catch for 23 yards. Can we be done with Ben Watson now, please? I'm not done with Ben Watson. 
He, he, but he did. You're the only one left. <laughs> I probably am. I, 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 I come off these players very, very harshly. So, um, look, I, yeah, he dropped a pass that he should have had today, and I think that just killed him at that point. Breeze didn't want to look at him anymore. Uh, it's just yeah, tough. I to think say. Josh Hill outproduced him today. He did outproduce him today. I hate to yeah, see let, that. no more with Ben Watson. Let, let's just stop, okay? It's, I don't want to do this. You thing. brought him up. I had to because I don't understand why people, you know, continue to talk about Ben Watson. But then I'm just as guilty with Austin Hooper, although it's kind of a different dichotomy here, a different narrative because. You know, I thought Austin Hooper was going to be something, and only one catch for 19 yards today. He's just—he's not getting the targets. No, he's not. I, I thought he would be in, in for a good game as well today. I—I uh, I had him as a, a nice punt on tight end on DFS, thinking that he would at least give me enough to give me a little bit of value. Just did not happen. And like you said, two targets is just not going to get it done in a game where you're putting up so many points. It's just uh, not happening for him either. Alfred Morris only four carries for 14 yards and uh, one catch for four yards. Uh, I guess the guy's not rosterable. No, uh, no, I, I don't think he is. Uh, again, this is another guy that's touchdown dependent uh, because he's not going to get any in touchdowns. Well, and that's, uh, but he's not he's not involved in the passing game, which just really hurts his value anyway. And, uh, you know, you can't really expect these guys to get a lot of rushing touchdowns this season, especially with Bethard in there, although he did play good today. I, I mean, he played a lot better than we expected him to. I, I don't know if there's any other stat out like there today, like the one I'm about to tell you. In two consecutive weeks, Kenyon Drake has rushed for three yards. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but he did, he did improve this week. He had one catch <laughs> for 13 yards. It's oh, like, man. what is going on with Kenyon Drake? You know, this, this team doesn't want to give him the ball at all. No, it doesn't seem like it, does it? It's just uh, it's hard to imagine. But this this was a game that looked like he might be involved. Of course, New England, you know, with the big win. Uh, but uh, that took him out late in the game. But it took them a while to get to that point. New England started out slow. Drake should have had more touches than this. Uh, it's just amazing the fact that, you know, Gore is still there and out producing him. Yeah, it's, uh, it's baffling. You know, people are going to start saying – should I cut Kenyon Drake this week? I thought it was a thing where they they phased him out last week. They might get him more involved this week. But then again, Kenyon Drake is supposedly a starting running back. And, you know, then people worry about, okay, I put him on the wire, and then he's going to have a good game. And it it might very well happen that way. But sometimes you, you can't be worried about what he might do. You have to go by what he has done, which is nothing. Uh, so you're wasting a, a, a roster spot on a guy that's doing nothing for you. You're probably starting him every week with the thinking that he's finally going to do it this week. You know what? Don't count on it at this point. He's a guy you can drop. <laughs> Go out and try and see if you can get somebody else. At this point, I would take Edo Smith over him. <laughs> yeah, you, you really can't worry about it. You know, you, you're correct. It's you know, two straight week of three-yard performances, you know, at least in a 10-team league at uh, – it warrants a benching. It uh, warrants a cutting. Mike Williams today, stunning in that he only had one catch for 15 yards against the San Francisco 49ers on a team that still put up 29 points. 
What's even worse to me is he only got three targets. I, I mean, I, I want to fly out to Los Angeles right now, walk up to Phillip Rivers and just smack him upside the head saying, what the heck are you thinking? Your best playmaker, you get him three freaking targets in a game? Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, I don't understand, but if somebody's going to cut him this week, I'll pick him up. I'll just attribute it to one bad game the way he's been playing. Jordan Howard, uh, only 11 carries for 25 yards and no receptions. Uh, the worst game of Jordan Howard's season so far, and uh, he did have a touchdown last week. He was he had 80 rushing yards in week run, but what, right now Jordan Howard is no longer a surefire starter. You can, I'm, I'm being generous and conservative, maybe there, maybe saying it. No, I, you, you're right on the money. I mean, again, they they were had such a big lead, and they didn't even turn to him to try and run the clock out. Uh, that to me, that's the most disturbing part of the whole thing. You figure at least he gets that. You know, I hate, I know you hate to say it, but garbage time points, in this case being ahead, getting that running back to run out the clock, and we didn't even see that. Uh, so that was really disturbing. And the fact that, you know, against Tampa Bay, he ran 11 times for a lousy 25 yards is, is just nothing. It just totally amazes me. All right. Uh, you had your Giants rant earlier, so I'm going to say this about Brandon Marshall who got shut out today. Uh yeah, well, no, one catch for five yards. You know, to, you pack up your bag and go home. You've had a nice career, all right? And secondly, as a Seahawks fan, I realize that every team that you've, you've been rostered on, you, you don't make the playoffs. So I don't want that cloud hanging over our heads. So please leave and please sign Des Bryant instead. Well, you bring up a great point about Des Bryant, you know, uh, it, it's amazing to me some of the guys that have been signed while Brian's been on the sideline and not yeah. been signed, and he comes out. Maybe some amount of oh, money I'll... he wants or where he wants to go. We can only speculate. Yeah, and it's just amazing to me. I, I mean, he did come out this week and say, "Oh, I, I will sign with somebody soon." I mean, like, what are you waiting for? The playoffs? Playoffs. <laughs> But it's just, you know, it's crazy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what ends up happening. He signed with a team like Seattle that, that needs it. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Marshall at this point is is not somebody you can have on your roster. I figured he'd do something while Baldwin was out, and that never came together. And now that Baldwin's back, you know, at this point, he, he's droppable. Well, I think he was droppable before that. You know, he, <laughs> he showed a little spark in the season opener at Denver, but he hasn't done anything since. Yeah, right. No, but I mean, at least let me. You know, I had four catches last week for the 47, 47 yards, something nothing. like that. Yeah, I know. I know it's nothing, but and I definitely expected more. How many? I mean, how many did he drop last week? And there's that too. <laughs> yeah, Jordan it, Wilkins, uh, not the same guy. Eight carries for sixteen yards. There's Marlon Mack was inactive today again. Uh, if you didn't hear us say it earlier in the show, Robert Turbin comes up backs next week. This might be a guy to pick up. Yeah, they got to get somebody starting to go running the ball, at least try and take some of this impetus off of uh, Luck having to do everything by himself. They need somebody back there that, that they can count on to run the ball once in a while. And so far, they're not getting it all from Wilkins, and Mac just can't stay healthy. So they're going to have to give Turbin a chance. And look, they like Turbin. They, they have liked Turbin. He's looked good for them in the past, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. He comes right back and jumps right into that starting lineup. Yeah, Isaiah Crowell, four carries for no yards today and one catch for three yards. 
Kind of like the Jets, uh, he's been trending downwards since week one, although he did have the two touchdowns against Cleveland, but uh, yardage-wise, nothing's happening. Isaiah Crowell looks like he could uh, you know, could start careening towards 2017 territory. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we'll have to start getting Corey to crow about him again, and maybe we get some play out of him. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – it's it, it it's really uh it's it's really that Jets backfield is like there's no rhyme or reason of what goes on there it seems you know you get two touchdowns one week from one guy and then you get nothing the next week yeah and even with the two touchdowns he had no yardage uh to speak of it was just the two touchdowns that saved the day so you know it's not like he's done much of anything and this offense is sputtering right now all the way across the board all right, I think we pretty much covered everybody today, there, Jim. Yeah, definitely. It was a it was a crazy ass day, no doubt about it. Yeah, but, that's uh, uh, that's what we do on this show. We go we, we we go wall to wall, you know. All right, uh, thanks for listening to uh, the uh, the fantasy football rewind here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, we're back every Sunday night at eight o'clock. We uh, probably will be the only higher-rated show going forward than Sunday Night Football and The Walking Dead. You know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to change my schedule this year. It's I can't watch The Walking Dead live anymore uh, because I gotta hang out with you. But uh, you know, that, well, that's me, okay it, with it, me. For me, it's Shameless, not Walking Dead. But I get you. Totally understand okay. that. Concept. Shameless goes on on Sunday nights. Yes. Okay. Well, that's what we have DVR for. All right, thanks a lot, Jim. Always a pleasure. And, uh, again, you'll see us tomorrow, Monday, as uh, and today, Monday, uh, on the Roto Experts in the morning and the Fantasy Football Frenzy.